Hey, this is Josh Herrera, and I am so glad that you have joined us today. If you are a part of our Lighthouse Church family, we would love to connect with you via our social media at Lighthouse Church NC or online at lighthousechurchnc.org. We want to get you plugged into a connect group or on the Dream Team so that you are doing life together with people just like you. We hope you enjoyed today's message and stay tuned for more announcements at the end of our podcast. Let's go to the book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 4, and let's read just three verses. And it says, And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiance, who was obviously pregnant by this time. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them at the end. For just a few moments, I want to talk to you on this thought, the hope of Christmas. Let me lead you in a prayer before we go into our word. Father, we thank you for this day and we thank you for all that's happened here. We thank you, God, for what we've already experienced and what we're yet to experience. Father, now I just pray that we would open up our hearts and minds to receive your word as we hear the story of Christmas. I pray that we would receive it in a new way, to see it from a lens that we've not yet seen it before. We open up our hearts to what you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Clap your hands and you may be seated. Bring up the house lights for just a moment during this sermon. I want to talk to you on the hope of Christmas. There's a story about these two little league teams that were playing and a gentleman arrived to the game and he arrived to the little league game late. And when he arrived, he went to the dugout of one of the teams and it was one of the teams um, that were out there on the field at the time. And he asks one of the boys, he said, hey, what's the score of the game? The little boy says, it's 18-0. And we're losing. And the man looked at the boy, kind of despondent, not knowing what to say to that young boy. And he said, well, y'all must be really disappointed. And the little boy said, why should we be disappointed? We haven't even had a chance to bat yet. Now, you've got to love the hope of a child like that, right? Don't children just have the easiest time hoping for the best? Why is it that children just believe the best, but it's us as we become adults that we have a hard time hoping? I don't know what it is as we become adults, but we tend to get a little more cynical. Sometimes we just tend to get a little more crusty. But I love the hope of children. How many have children in the room? Wave your hands. Yeah, I brought up my little boys on stage. I've got a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and I've got a little one who's about to be four. And I love the way that they hope because they hope big. And, and they believe everything that I tell them. And, and they're constantly trusting in anything that I have to say. And that's the hope of a child. Now, and as we get older, again, we we tend to become a little more cynical, and we we tend not to hope that way, but I don't really think it needs to be that way. And when we look at the Christmas story, I think it provokes us to have that childlike hope once again, because when we look at the Christmas story, it introduces us to the child Jesus, who was born in the most meager of settings. He was born in a manger to a young couple that was not expecting to have a kid. And furthermore, he was born in a manger because the world wasn't even ready for him. There was no more room for him in the end. And what a paradox we see that the world desperately needed him, and yet there was no room for him. And when I think about how Jesus comes into this world, I can't think of the fact that he needed to come this way. As a child, 
He needed to come this way. Hope personified and yet just a child. Because if he comes into the world as a superhero, that would have been pretty cool, right? How many of you got into the Avengers? Come on, don't leave me up here all alone just because I've got little boys. Imagine for a second, had Jesus come down to earth looking like Thor. I mean, imagine some of the ladies were like, oh my God, that'd be amazing if he looked just like Thor. What if he just came down to earth overwhelming everyone with his rugged, good Australian looks and his muscles had muscles and he had a supercharged hammer? That would have been something, right? One of my favorite lines in the Avengers, um, in the Infinity War, it's when the Guardians of the Galaxy first run into Thor. He's concussed, literally floating in space like that could possibly happen. And they bring him into his ship and they lay him on the table and they're all touching and prodding Thor and all of his muscles. And Drax the Destroyer, he, he, Drax the Destroyer says to, to Star-Lord, he says, he's not a dude. You're a dude. This is a man. You guys remember that part of the movie? Imagine that Jesus come like that. Imagine had he had come into the world like that, but I believe he doesn't do that because hope always begins small. Hope always begins small. It begins as a glimmer that perhaps things can change just given the right circumstances. Like that little boy whose team is down 18-0. He's not giving up hope yet. He's just thinking, you know, once we get up the bat, we're going to turn this thing around. And so Jesus being born in a manger because there's no room for him is hope personified. He doesn't look like much laying there, but that's the savior of the world. He doesn't look like much as an infant and what some scholars would say he was laying in a trough, but that is the savior of the world. And yet we know that he would grow up and come to offer this world a better life. You see, Jesus would come, and he would not always stay a boy, we, a child. We celebrate his birth at Christmas time, but, but, but he would come, and he would offer us a better life. You see, the way of Jesus is he offers us a life free of the tyranny of hurry. Jesus comes, and he offers us a life where you could have life and life in abundance. He doesn't promise you a lot of wealth and success, but what he does promise you is an easier yoke, he says. What he does promise you is a life where you can exchange all of your burdens for his burden. And then he goes on to say, but my burden is light. And so when hope comes into this world, he comes as a child, but he comes with this way of life. And he says, if you would embrace my teachings, I'd give you a better way to live. How many of you people in this room have already embraced those teachings of Jesus? How many of you in this room have already exchanged what was your life for the way that he does life? And, you know, tonight I think that as we heard all these songs and we've had an opportunity to reflect on the Savior's birth, that I believe that for some of you that are here today that have not yet found hope, that I believe that hope wants to find you tonight. I believe that hope wants to introduce himself tonight. Some of you are here because your friends brought you here. Some of you are here because your family brought you here. Some of you are here because you heard you're going to have a free train and free funnel cake. And, man, I can't pay for that, so I'm just here for all the free stuff. And, man, let me tell you, I'm so glad you're here. Let's give it up to everyone that just came out to have a good time with the community tonight. Some of you thought, man, I'll sit through the service because it's a light way of entering church. And, listen, I'm thrilled that you're here. But I'd love to see you back in January and January we start a brand new teaching series that's called New Year, Same You. <laughs> yeah, I know that everyone wants to hashtag, take a selfie and say New Year, New Me. But the truth is, if you don't make any changes, you'll always be the same you. 
It's insanity to keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect things to be different. So we'd love to have you come back and hang out with us in January as we deal with how do we do things that really produce lasting change? How do we do the things that really lead to change that remains? And if you don't come back, that's totally cool. Again, I'd love to meet you. I'd love to meet your family. And it was so good to host all of you. It really, really was. But listen, here's the thing. If there's something stirring in your heart right now, perhaps that's hope. If when the worship team was singing and you're thinking, man, these people sure are expressive. I mean, they're lifting their hands and some, someone's crying. I mean, I, 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 they, they seem a little emotional. But if you felt something in here, perhaps that was hope knocking at the door of your heart. You see, maybe you were feeling right there in those moments that there's hope that you might, that, that there might be more for you in life than the life that you may have been living. Maybe some of you came in here and, you know, your marriage isn't going so, so well, but, but you're hearing this message and thinking, maybe there's hope for my marriage and we could see better days again. Maybe you're hearing this message and you're thinking, you know, I think there's hope that if I can get around a community like this, I can get around a community that teaches to love everyone, to value people, and to live and love the way that Jesus loved. And my prayer for everyone tonight is that unlike the night that Jesus was born, that everyone in this room would make room in your hearts for him. When he came, there was no room for him. And he's here in this place today. And if you're feeling him knocking at the door to your heart, would you make room for him? Would you make room for him in your life? Would you make room for Jesus to come in and introduce himself to you? And I'm coming to a close now. So not only does hope start small, like I said, the savior of the world didn't come down looking like Thor. He was a baby. He was a baby. Hope, it starts small, but it doesn't just start small. I believe that hope calls out. Hope doesn't demand, but hope absolutely calls out. And if you would like to take that next step together individually or as a family, we'd love to welcome you back to Lighthouse Church. We meet right here in this theater every Sunday at 10 a.m. We'll be right back here next Sunday celebrating and having a good time, our last Sunday of the year, and then we're going to be running into the new year. But listen, I'd love to welcome you back. I'd love to have you back. After all, we do use Christmas as an opportunity and the time of year to recognize the birth of Jesus. But we also use it as a launching pad and that constant reminder that not only was he born, but he came to be with us, that he would be Emmanuel, God with us. If this message has blessed your life, I want to encourage you to share this message with others or go online to our website and consider making a donation so that we can continue bringing you content just like today's message. God bless you.